Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today's guest is Jan Christensen. Jan had a near-death experience after slipping and falling on ice and hitting her head. And today we're going to learn about her experience. Jan, thank you so much for joining me and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. And Thank you for having me on here. I'm really pleased to be here and share my experience. All right. That's great. Um, So if you don't mind, let's start on the day that you fell and go from there. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I love sharing this experience because I learned so much from it. Um, It took me a while to understand it and to learn from it, but I hope tonight to tell you about the experience and to tell you about some of the things I've learned. Because for me, it brought me to a mission in my life, a purpose in my life, um, which is to share with people how much more we are than just this human living here on earth. We are actually spiritual beings having a human experience. So we are, as far as I'm concerned, we're more spirit than human. So let me tell you a little bit about what happened to me and uh, see what you think. And whatever I say, if it doesn't resonate with you, let it go. Because maybe you're not ready to hear it. Maybe it just isn't for you. But hopefully you'll hear some things that maybe will let you feel your spirit and get an understanding of what it is I'm talking about. That would be my hope for anyone listening. So on the day that I had my fall, it was uh, Good Friday, so there weren't many people around. And I was a nurse. I was working in the community, so I was on my own by myself, out going between clients from one client to another. And I slipped on some ice, which should be a fairly simple thing. You slip and fall. But uh, funny things happen sometimes. And what I did is I was falling backwards and I thought, oh, I'm going to hurt my back. So I was trying to pull myself back, standing up straight. And to do that, I was trying to get my feet back to where the ice was not. So I was putting my feet back, trying to get myself up. And every time I put my feet back, they would slide forward. I would put it back, try to get my heel in, my feet would come more forward until I got so wound up that my feet actually shot up in the air and I came down head first. And I remember my head hitting the ground and then I don't even recall my body coming down. I was knocked unconscious before my back even came down on the ground. So I came down head first. And I guess I was knocked unconscious. And there was about a 20 to 25 minute period from when I left the client's apartment to when I was able to get myself to the vehicle. So it was quite a length of time that I was not conscious. Going, I got out of the apartment building, slipped on the ice, and I knew what time it was when I left the building. And when I got in the vehicle, it was 25 minutes later. So I was quite a while Uh, on the ice and unconscious. And when I came down, my feet went up on my shoulder. They didn't come down on the ground. Uh, So I was in this folded position and I wasn't getting oxygen. Um, And I was, I went unconscious and then suddenly I became aware of, I thought I'm in this space or this place. And it was quite dark, but not pitch black. It was dark and I could see. So I could see without eyes, right? Because I wasn't seeing anything with my eyes. But I was in a space that was very dark, 
And I wasn't afraid. I just had a moment of a thought of, where am I? And then a feeling of, oh, I'm here. <laughs> like I knew where I was. But there was no real understanding. It was just kind of a, oh, okay, I'm here. No fear. No fear at all. And then, uh, as I was kind of looking around, I could hear a hum. So I could hear, too, without ears in this present place. I could see and I could hear. And then uh, I just kind of was looking around. There was some people experience people in their near-death experience. I did not experience that. I just experienced this relatively dark, peaceful space. And it was so peaceful. It was so quiet, but in such a lovely way. Just peace and peacefulness. And I just kind of stayed in that space. And then all of a sudden, I could feel myself as though I was floating. So it was like a, like a gentle float might be on water, but not really. Just kind of a floating experience. And then all of a sudden, it was as though I just expanded in every direction. I just went, it was like the balloon, air coming out of a balloon, and I just went poof everywhere. I could feel myself go out to the side, forward, backward, and I just expanded to what felt like everything. I couldn't feel a beginning. I couldn't feel an end. I just expanded. And then I felt this feeling that I now call love. It was the most extraordinary feeling that I have ever experienced. I experience it here when I feel my spirit now, sort of, and to a degree, but nothing like I experienced it out there. The peacefulness, the expansion, and the feeling of love was so incredible. And I just floated and felt extraordinary. And I thought I could just stay here forever. And I would need absolutely nothing else. And, you know, it's one thing to think, oh, it's a beautiful sunny day and I could just stay here forever. But that out there where I, where I was, I believe I floated in the universe. I felt completely and totally like there was nothing else I needed. I could just stay there in that peaceful state, floating, feeling this loving feeling, and never need anything more. And to me, that felt like me in eternity. I just stayed there knowing that I was fine. I was safe. I was perfect. And I needed nothing more. I felt love so intensely uh, that it was almost overwhelming, but perfect. <laughs> it was still just perfect. Um, and to be in a state where you feel like eternity, you feel like you could just stay there forever and be just that and nothing more is needed. That was me in spirit being eternity. Imagine step out of my human body, which is what I felt I did, because I felt a containment, and then I felt the release coming out of that containment. So it was like leaving my body and becoming everything. And be, it was a oneness with everything. So for me, I really feel the oneness of, of you and of me and of everything, because I know that that what I was experiencing is energy, right? Because that's what everything is. So I became the energy. I went out there and floated as the energy of the universe, which is what we are in spirit. And uh, from what we've been told by many, many people in the past, uh, to understand the human being, you need to understand the energy, which is our spirit inside and which we become when we leave this earth. 
So for me, I believe that everybody is here and that's where they go. And they, it doesn't really matter what they've done here. Everybody gets to go there and everybody gets to feel that. And I know that many people have a very different experience. As I mentioned, some people see people there. They review their whole life. I didn't have any of that. I just went straight poof <laughs> to being the energy, left my body and became that. And who knows why? Um, I've always been told that I was like an old soul. I've had a lot of wisdom ever since I was young and it was very spiritual. And some people would believe that to be that maybe I've been here before, which is totally possible too because if it's just energy it could be out there and it could come down and be a part of another human being so maybe i've been here a few times maybe i understand what's going on and maybe i didn't need to do a life review i um i tried to live pretty good and i don't have a lot that i am sorry for actually i look back on my life and and feel like everything has been perfect everything has been fine i have forgiven anything that was tough about it. And so to float out there and not have anything that I needed to get over or to approach and look at and understand sort of makes sense to me. And yeah, I feel that, that everybody goes there. Now there's one thing that I didn't really get to figure out. And that was, that suddenly in this experience of the most magical, miraculous place that I was floating, then I could see a bright light, which is a very common thing in near-death experience, from what I've heard. And the bright light was quite small, quite far away, but I could tell it was coming towards me, and I didn't feel any fear then, none. Still just felt the same wonderful feeling, and whatever was coming towards me was just fine. I didn't mind. And so I just watched the light coming, and then the thought popped up, what about your daughters? And I thought, oh, my daughters still need me. They still need me. I can't stay here yet. Much know as I'd like to, I better go back. So the light was getting closer and closer, and then I made a definite decision. Yeah, I have to go back to my daughters. And then it was just like, whoosh, I was back in my body, and my eyes snapped open. And of course, I was in a, I was in pretty, uh, pretty difficult state physically, not not breathing and. Um, my skin was kind of mottly purpley and white. So I, I think that it was pretty much a death experience as far as I'm concerned. And, it, and EKG shows a, a pretty disruptive difficulty that the heart had. So probably the heart stopped. And all I could do is just breathe. And I didn't think, oh, I got to breathe. I just started this conscious breathing. And it it happened as though Air was just being forced in my lungs, and then I would blow out and force it. It was just what needed to happen to get me back to a state of being here on the earth. And um, so that's what I did. And it just occurred without any thought. I didn't have to do anything. It just um, kind of unfolded, evolved, became what needed to happen. So for me... Uh, it just gave me a whole different way of viewing myself and viewing people, viewing the world. Uh, to have gone into that space and come back again was just a massive gift and a miracle that I got to come back. Um, I... I'm really glad I did because my daughters did need me and I still have things that I need to do here, um, teachings that I need to share with people. So I'm really glad I came back. Thank you for sharing that with us, Jan. Now, You're welcome. 
it appears to me that you completely forgot about this earthly life until you remembered your daughters. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. Absolutely, I forgot. Um, because it was just such a perfect state. There was nothing to worry about. There was nothing to do. It was just me there being the energy of the universe. And that was perfect. And I think we have a bit of that inside of us that all the time. Like, I think it's kind of like we get a little cup filled with the, the universe and that's inside of us in every cell in our body. There's a bit of it. So I can bring that feeling back here, not quite as intensely, but um, as miraculously um, as it's probably going to continue to increase. So I shouldn't say that I feel it here intensely, but just not as intensely as out there. But I know that it, as I get more understanding of uh, the energy and spirituality and myself, it only gets more intense here, the feeling, which is pretty cool. Do you feel like there was no sense of time there? Like maybe you were there a lot longer than you were actually unconscious in this reality? Well, yeah, there was no, there was no concept of space or time because I was just everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there was no concept of time at all. No, um, no idea of how long I had been there. I only know that when I got back here and did the checking of the watch when I was able to do that, I was able to figure it out. But while I was there, you know, I was not in any way um, connected with mm. earthly troubles or earthly problems or earthly anything, really. I was just out there. Um, it could be that the light was coming and there was more for me to see, mm -hmm. uh, another place for me to go. Maybe we all go into that light and uh, from there we are more connected to the earthly experience. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. I can only guess at that. Now, even though you were only in a dark space and you didn't really see anything, you wouldn't get bored there. You could still be there for eternity. Forever. I, I needed nothing else. Mm -hmm. I felt so good. I was in such a space of um, nothing nothing to be bothered by. Everything was perfect. The way I felt, excuse me, the motion, the expansion, everything was just perfect. I found it interesting when you were speaking that you said what I now call love. Do you remember saying that? Like the experience, what you now call love. So you're using the <clears throat> word now. Did you have another way of thinking about it or describing it before you're now considering it love? Well, I, I think before I titled it as love, I saw it more as consciousness because I literally could see, could hear. I, I was aware of my surroundings and I was able to perceive it. And that's all consciousness, a level of consciousness. And the feeling is a frequency, right? Mm -hmm. An energy frequency. Mm -hmm. So it just all makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm kind of doing my own research here, and I'm just curious. What was your general state of being before that happened? You know, were you generally a content person, a happy person, an unhappy person? Where were you? I had learned to live life on the hamster wheel. I was in such a state of fast, fast moving. Um, being a mother, being a wife, being a nurse, all those things and, and more, a sister, an aunt, every one of them is a different obligation. It's a different responsibility. It's a different expectation. So I was in fast fast mode in my life and I was sick of it I was really sick of it I I knew that I couldn't carry on that way and I knew I had to make some changes 
because it was just an impossible speed to keep up. And I had done it for so many years and tried to be everything for everybody and tried to solve everybody's problems. Uh, I had no peace, none, ever. I was always, always in turmoil inside. My guts were wound up and knotted. So <laughs> it was not that pleasant, even though I, I dearly loved my family and wanted to be here. I, I couldn't live that way anymore. And so I think the universe said, okay, well, here you go. It's very interesting. Thank you for telling me that. I guess you could say that you were in a place where you really needed some peace and rest at the time. Absolutely. And the accident gave me everything I needed to get healthy again and to get peaceful inside because everybody has an essence of who they are. And I think that's uh, another spiritual thing that our spirit brings with it an essence and each individual person has their own little essence and i think that my whole life i was peacefulness to other people people would say oh i just love being around you i find it so peaceful and so i just kind of drop my worries away and that was what i was able to give to other people but i certainly didn't learn to give it to myself until the accident and now I've learned to give that to me too, which is pretty amazing as well. Mm, that's great. Mm -hmm. After you came back over the years, have you noticed any increase in mental abilities? Yes. Um, of course, be being a brain injury, I had a lot of problems. I had to really come back from a difficult place. My brain was quite injured and I had to rely on my ability to um, tap into my, the spiritual wisdom many, many times when my brain just wasn't able to do that. So I got used to being in the space of being in touch with my spiritual self, because to me, I believe that the energy has all the wisdom of the universe in it. I think that we have a... Um, a personal consciousness and a personal wisdom that we have from our brain. And I think we have access to the universal wisdom, which is all the information past and even future and present. I think we have, we all have access to that if we want to access it. And so being, um, having difficulties with my brain and having to kind of go into a quiet place. Here's how it works for me. And I think for everybody, if you get quiet and you ask a question, wisdom will give you an answer if you stay quiet. And in fact, I have, I've had that happen to me as far back as when I was 11, 10 years old. I was in a difficult situation, and I absolutely didn't know what to do. I had someone trying to abduct me, actually. And I somehow knew to get quiet and say, I absolutely don't know what to do to keep myself safe. What should I do? And then I stayed quiet, and it completely unfolded for me exactly what I should do to be safe. And I was taken, literally guided exactly where to go and exactly what to do when I didn't have an idea of what to do. And at one point when it looked like he, this abductor was going to win, um, I heard, and this, this to many people sounds very strange, but I heard uh, run like a rabbit. And I wanted to say, what does that mean? I don't know how to do that. But before I could say that, I started running in this unusual way, cupping my hands and springing off my feet. And I suddenly was running like an, like a, an athlete, like a, a runner, a, a poised, uh, trained runner. And this, I could feel the speed coming faster and faster and the wind blowing faster and faster past my face until I was going at such a speed I couldn't believe it. 
And I think that we all have the power to do that as well. Anybody has the power to develop themselves in, for example, uh, athletic abilities, tap into the wisdom and the wisdom will show you what to do to expand your consciousness and be able to do unbelievable things. Every one of us in any avenue of our life that we choose to do that. So, of course, as a child, I didn't understand what had happened to me. It's only through having a near-death experience, coming to understand that the universe has is full of energy, which is full of wisdom, which we have access to. Then I had to put a lot of things together to understand. It wasn't like things happened and I could I would um, figure out what it was all about at that time. It was many years before I could figure it out. But I don't think I've answered your question yet. Do I feel like I have special abilities? I don't think I have any more special abilities than anybody else has access to, but I definitely can hear wisdom from the energy, wisdom from spirit. Some people call it the divine. Um, That's pretty special. But again, I don't feel it's special to me. I think... Anybody can have it. Right. If you put on your nurse's hat and look at this from a scientific viewpoint, what do you think about this? Um, well, in my nursing career, I was with many people when they passed away in their um, in illness, in hospital, in care homes. And I think that I've had, I've had some very different experiences. A lot of people that I was with when they passed away, they were very peaceful. And I think that's leaning into your spiritual self, because I think that anybody who's not peaceful when they're passing away is not in touch with their spiritual self. If you're in touch with your spiritual self, you're fine. You know that you're going to be just fine. And you're probably kind of leaning over and feeling experience of the spiritual as well as the human side of things, maybe for elderly people in particular. Um, so from a, now, are you asking me though, let me see if I've got your question right. From a scientific point of view, what do I think of this experience? Scientific, not necessarily nursing. Yeah, well, just, I mean, you know, if you're a nurse, you have a science education, science background. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of seeing if if your viewpoint of this experience changed looking at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at it from physics perspective for a minute, because I love that. I love science. I love um seeing how science and spirituality have, were, they were on a continuum like this at opposite ends, and they are just met in the middle now. They, physics completely understands that every cell in our body has a consciousness to it. And the reason they know that is here's a little scientific experiment that they did. Um, I wish I could quote exactly the the names of the people who did it, but I'm sorry, I can't. I just know that they did an experiment where they were trying to decide uh, what the possibilities were of cells under a microscope, Um, whether they would pass through the barrier of a certain cell that they had in there. So they had two different kinds of compounds, and one cell was able able to... uh, perforate the the other cell, go inside, and sometimes it would not, it would go around. So they wanted to figure out what the probability was of this compound making its way into a cell or going around a cell. And so they all watched, they had a camera on, and they watched through the microscope, and they found that, um, not surprising, they predicted that it would be sort of a 50-50, 50% would would penetrate, 50% would go around. And when they did the experiment, that's exactly what happened. But then they took their attention off of the microscope. They were over in another part of the room talking. They forgot to turn the camera off. And when that took place, surprisingly, under the microscope, something completely different happened. When there was no no person with an intention set upon those cells, 
those cells were doing very different things. They were, um, actually, it's hard for us to understand this, but they were doing everything at the same time. They could both make their way through the cell and not make their way through the cell at the same time. The scientists were absolutely floored. There was no 50-50 split in what those cells were doing. They were just doing all the possibilities at the same time under the microscope. So what that tells us is that every cell has a consciousness that is aware of uh, an intention being put on it, is aware of someone viewing it. Um, now, we also know that even with people, for every thought, there is an equal and reactive response in the body. So um, cells respond to thoughts, cells respond to consciousness. So it's proven that cells, every cell in our body, in fact, is uh, capable of and does respond to its surroundings. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Now, even another way of looking at it is, I love this. I, I love talking about the energy. Um, flowers are made of cells. We look at them. We know they don't have eyes. We know they don't have ears. Yet, they have the ability to perceive when there's a bee around So, the flower can hear without ears, and it can see because it sees the bee coming, and it shoots off pheromones to attract the bee when it hears it and it sees it. So, how does it know to do that? Well, because it has eyes and ears. You don't have to have these and these in order to have a consciousness with your environment and to interact with it. Cells do that without eyes and ears. So that's what I I guess I was doing in spirit. What do you think inspires you about this experience? Um, It gives me a mission. My mission, I feel like, is to try to help people feel their spirit within so they can understand how much more they are and how much more they're capable of than they have any idea about. Because if you live here on earth in only a human experience, you only get half an existence as far as I'm concerned. Because you only, and I spent most of my life this way, you only have the experience of thinking with your brain, which is intellect, right? But the wisdom of the universe that flows through you in energy allows you to think all of the creative thoughts, all of the new things, the new ideas, the ways of keeping ourselves safe even, all the good, juicy thinking comes from the wisdom of the universe. It doesn't come from intellectual thought at all or very little because our brain just can't. Our brain is wonderful. Our body is a wonderful uh, tool to house the energy, but the energy is everything. Would you say you're a religious person or not? And on top of that, how would you view this experience as spiritual or religious? Um, I would say I'm not a religious person because I don't believe that there is a God out there uh, with that there's a God out there that makes and wants people to behave in certain ways and that people will be struck down if they don't live with the Ten Commandments and abide by them. I just don't think that's true. And as I said, I think we all get to go to the energy, become part of the universe, no matter what we have done here on Earth. I think we can, We all get to go there. Uh, we're here as a learning experience, but we're mainly here, I think, to play, to enjoy life, and not to worry. We've gotten confused, though, and religion is a, I think, religion is a major part of that confusion because people think about good and bad, evil versus good. And I don't think, I don't think there's any hell. I don't think there's any devil. I don't think there's any of that shit. I think that uh, I believe in the divine. I believe in the energy. I believe in miracles. Uh, 
but I don't believe there's a, a God up there that wants to make us all behave. So I don't know, would you call that religious? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and yet I'm very spiritual. So I, and I, I believe in the divine. And sometimes I will even refer to God because I think that the energy is everything. And so that's as close as we'll ever get to a God is the energy out there. Can I talk about the energy just for a minute Sure. to give people an idea of what it is I'm referring to, what it is I feel like I floated in and I became. So the energy is absolutely everything. It's everything we're made of. It's everything that everything is made of. And in fact, I heard that, uh, I heard it said that if we put all the humans on the earth together in a space and we removed all of the energy, that all that would be left would be a, a, a little piece of mass about the size of a sugar cube. We are that much energy. We are not just spiritual energy inside, but our body is energy as well. So to help you understand that, I'll talk about the energy. My favorite subject. <laughs> the energy is everything. And if I, if I can take you back hundreds and thousands and millions of years ago, out in the universe, imagine that there was nothing. Because things as we see them today, is not how it has always been. There was a time when the universe was just nothing, but it was full of everything because it was the energy. And the energy just flowed out there, and I guess the energy has just always been. I cannot find anything that says there was a time when there was no energy. Energy was just always there, and it's what the universe is made of. And the energy figured out how to combine itself and make mass. And we know that through physics because energy squared equals mass. So in, when you put a couple of energy <laughs> molecules together, you get mass. So the energy can flow and be uh, just energy or it can combine and become mass. So in its wisdom, it figured out how to do that. And with its consciousness, it figured out how to do that. Once it figured out how to combine itself and create mass, then things started happening slowly, slowly, slowly. But bits of, of debris, um, um, what do we want to call it? Well, it takes hydrogen atoms to make up energy, and it takes a little bit of dust to make up mass and the energy in the mass. And it started with a bit of gravity to create little pockets, and that started to become planets, took millions of years again for these little particles to combine and combine more and get bigger and bigger but that is how our planets and our sun and our moon and our stars came to be was energy combining to create mass in a tiny little way that became a very big way we ended up with the planets and the stars and the moon and the energy still flowed but there was mass and there was things now. And then things continue to develop until we're at the stage we are today where we have humans on the planet Earth. We're held here by gravity. But there are, there are truths, and truths, our spirit knows when it hears a truth. So gravity is a truth. We always know that it will always keep us here on Earth. We're never going to fly off into outer space because gravity will keep us grounded here on Earth. And we are energy from head to toe. We know that because that's what we're made of. That's what all mass is made of, is energy. So this energy, with its intelligence, has brought us here to this day. And there is just no question that we are energy in form and formlessness. We are energy in body and spirit. It's not even really open for discussion when you look at science and when you feel it within yourself. When you fall inside yourself and feel your spirit, you're forever moved and you're going to want to go back there as often as you can. And it is how we need to live our lives if we want to be happy, is we need to live with that wonderful spiritual feeling of love. And when you live from that space, everything is easy. 
We have just been taught a whole lot of things by society that don't make a lot of sense. We're taught rules, we're taught beliefs, we're taught judgments. But once you start dropping away some of those judgments and beliefs, you find that it makes space for your spiritual self and your feeling of love to come through because our beliefs and our judgments stop us from feeling our spiritual self. Our beliefs and our judgments cloud us, they divide us, they make us feel like we are not one. So you get rid of your judgments, you get rid of your beliefs, and then you start feeling your spirit inside. So how have you changed from this experience? For example, first of all, have you become more happier and more playful? Are there any other ways that you've changed? I've changed in every way. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much unrecognizable. <laughs> My daughter said to me one day, you are just such a free spirit now. I never know what to expect from you. So that I thought that was a big compliment, actually. <laughs> I liked it. And yes, I I don't I used to live such a tough life. It was so hard. I I believed the things I thought, I believed the judgments I had. And once I stopped believing a lot of my thoughts, because a lot of our most of our thoughts are not truths. They are just ideas that are floating through our head. I now don't attach myself to most of my thoughts. And I live very happily. I don't have to argue with people because why would we want to do that? I honestly feel like arguing for an opinion and a belief is absolutely useless. It does me no good. It does you no good. I don't argue. I don't fight. I, I live in a state of near bliss a lot of the time, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I think that's amazing. It how, is. Can you recommend how to detach from your beliefs and thoughts? I certainly can. What I recommend and what I've come to understand that people need to do, first of all, is figure out why they feel like a victim. Because as long as we feel like a victim in our life, we're not going to change. We are too tied to that idea. I am a victim because this has happened to me or that has happened to me. Once you forgive whoever did whatever to you, that forgiveness opens you up to possibilities like you wouldn't believe. As long as we can't forgive and we feel uh, angry and we feel like a victim, we cannot change. We are stuck there forever. So it's very important to recognize why you feel like a victim and to forgive. Once you have forgiven and truly forgiven, then you can start looking at your judgments and beliefs and say, hmm, is it really true that um, I am superior to other people? No, it's not true. That's not a truth. That's just a belief. And it's a judgment. And once you recognize that, no, I'm not better than anybody, and nobody's better than me. And actually, no one is wiser than you or me, because we both have access to the same wisdom. No one is wiser than you or me. And I could say that to anyone on earth, anyone. I don't care what their state of mind is. Everyone has access to the same wisdom that I have access to and you have access to. So we're all very wise. And we know what judgments and beliefs are. And once we start seeing them and recognizing that society has taught us to believe this bullshit, then we have an opportunity to drop them away, to recognize them and to say, I'm not going to believe that anymore. That's not a belief I want to hold. Once you've gotten rid of your victimhood, you uh, get rid of some of your beliefs and your judgments, then... I recognize that a good thing to do is to meditate because it opens up your mind in ways and your consciousness because we are pure consciousness and pure love. That's all we are. Anything else we add to that is just a layer that we probably don't need. Um, for example, uh, we're all taught from the time we're children what our personality is. 
And I believed I was shy. So my whole life, I, I behaved like a shy person. I didn't talk. And look at me now. When I got rid of that idea that I was shy, you can't shut me up. I've got a lot to say, which is pretty cool. And any personality trait that you have that you don't want, you don't have to have it. It is just a made-up thought that we've in, in, internalized and believed. So we can be anything, anytime, starting right now. We can take on any personality. We can become any person we want to be. And meditating helps a lot with that to kind of ground you and uh, open you up. So that gives you some pretty good ideas. What type of meditating do you recommend? Well, when people start meditating, it's kind of good to listen to some somebody talking. And what it does is it stops the thoughts in your head. So that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to learn to stop the thoughts in your head so you can get peaceful. And then you can ask any question you want and get the answers from wisdom, right? You see the path you're going? So I recommend that people usually start meditating with words from someone. Um, YouTube is full of meditations. So you find what you like and you go with that. And then once you, um, once you do meditations in listening to someone speak, then it, it can become helpful to listen to music meditations. Stop your thoughts. That's what you're trying to do. Just stop your thinking. We think it's good to think. It's not. When you have a problem, thinking your way through it is probably the worst thing you can do, which is the opposite of what we're taught. So what are we supposed to do? <laughs> We've been told this. And we're trying to do what we think we should do. It's the opposite of what we need as, as spirits having a human experience. We need to just shut up and listen. Do you fear death anymore? Absolutely not. I don't feel anxious to go there because I'm having fun here. Mm -hmm. And that is the key, to have fun here. If you're not having fun here, you should change that, is what I tell people. Because uh, living in an existence where problems overtake your mind and troubles are always with you is not the way we were meant to be. It's not the, the way we were meant to live. We were meant to be here and to be happy, to be creative, to uh, feel our inner spirit and enjoy our time here. It should be a playground. All right. I'm going to change gears on you. What is okay. your YouTube channel? Oh, well, I can put it in our chat. And I'll put it in the description, but what is it just, you know. What do I have on there? What is it called? So, if, oh, you know, if someone wants um, to find it and they just hear it. It's it's just Jan Christensen right now. I haven't okay, given it any fanciful name. Um, you won't find much there yet because I just opened it like a week or two ago. So I'm just kind of getting my bearings for talking with people and trying to help people mm -hmm. uh, live a much more fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have a Facebook page? And if so, what is that called? I do. I have a actually a Facebook group called Your Peaceful Mind. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. And in there, uh, you will have access to me. Um, I'm going to be working with people in groups and one-on-one -on -one as well. Because uh, I, I really would like to be available for anyone and everyone. I don't want price to be something that stops people from uh, being able to talk to me and experience their spirit. But I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching just with a, like maybe three people at a time. So I keep it down to a minimum because I have my family that I really, and I like to play. <laughs> so I have a grandson, a couple of daughters, husband. So um, this work that I'm doing is not my whole en encompassing life. It's uh, a mission and it's along with my life. All right. I believe you have a book out. If you, if so, what is that called, and where can we find it? Wait, I have a copy here. It's called A Magnificent Mind, or just Magnificent Mind, and you can find it on Amazon. Um, I can give you links for that as well. And 
time for me to write another book as well, because that one is sort of, well, I have more to say now, put it that way. Are there links to it on your Facebook page? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't recall, but I will get links on my YouTube channel for sure. All right. So you're talking about writing another book. Do you have any other projects that you're working on that you want us to know about? Uh, no, just my my Facebook group where I want to work with people. Um, and I do have a business page, but you know what? I, I'm not sure what for. I, all of this stuff is just stuff to me. So it's hard to convince me that I need uh, a website or a Facebook group. It, it really... I'm too free-spirited for all this stuff, but I really would like to share. So I'm trying to become gay engaged in a way that people can find me. We'll put it that way. Right. But you won't find me your typical, uh, she has a website and she has a this and this and this. Right. All right. Well, before we wrap it up, do you have one last message that you can share with us? Um. Just know that you are, you are form and formlessness. You are here in body and spirit. And it's the most magnificent experience if you'll let it be. You don't have to suffer. You don't even have to believe the mental illness diagnosis you receive, which is a big eye-opener for people as well. Um, we are always perfectly healthy in this spiritual inner self that we are. Perfectly healthy. We are never broken. It doesn't matter what has happened to us. You have the healthy state inside of you, a healthy psychological state. And it's just a matter of getting back to that. You're fine. You stop believing the things you're told. And that's not just, I'm not trying to minimize. People suffer and people hallucinate and people have psychosis and people get depression. These are all happening to people all the time. Our world is full of it. And it's a big, right now, it's a huge, huge problem because we have COVID and, you know, the list goes on and on. The problems, Black Lives Matter, it can go on and on. But you don't have to have, um, the belief that that your life can't be just fine. And in fact, you can experience some major bliss. You don't have to live in despair. I can help you with that. I can show you uh, the ways that we've talked about, but I can also show you yourself in spirit. And then you'll understand that you have a perfectly healthy place inside. Thank you. That was a great message. And Jan, thank you for being my guest again. Thank you for having me. It was a, really a blessing to come. All right. Well, I wish you the best and have a great evening. Thanks. You too, too. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.